What's going on, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of Triggered. This is Triggered, episode number 184. We're here on Tuesday, May 19th. And uh, could we possibly be getting towards the light at the end of the tunnel? Yes. I think so. Yes. Um, But we have a basically political breakdown of the two opposing sides here where red states are opening. Republican states are opening, but mm-hmm. blue states are not. In fact, some are making the lockdowns more strict. Yeah. So... L.A. County, for example, is closed for the entire summer. Yeah, which makes no sense. Everybody I mean, should just file for unemployment. I mean... Well, they're, well, they're already disregarding that. I right, mean, they're, people are out and about. Like, yeah. there's no way that that's going to be people a People are out by. and about here, man. Alexandria was bustling this last weekend. Yeah, I mean, the, I don't see how these these government officials actually think that they're going to be able to keep a hold on everything because they're not yeah. going to be. I there, mean, and there's no, there's no evidence that they – I mean, there's no need to. Yeah, you I mean, already see – I mean, in places like New Jersey where yeah. a gym opened up in protest and the cops were like, yeah. you're all here in violation of the governor's order. That being said, have a nice day. Yeah. <laughs> and they left. Yeah. <laughs> like they, they don't want to be enforcing these unconstitutional orders. You have a sheriff here in Culpeper County in Virginia – uh, I forget what his name is, Scott Jenkins, I think it is, who was key in the battle against uh, the communist gun control that the, the coon man was trying to put in place here in Virginia. But he said the same thing. They requested to him to enforce the governor's uh, stay-at-home orders, and he's like, no, yeah. not going to do that. Yeah. And so you, you, there is definitely a surge on the side of let's just open up because, yeah. one, people are finally realizing – we may not ever have a cure. Like, yeah, the initial vaccine trials are promising, but we can't wait until January of next year to get back well, to I cranking mean, I, the economy. I, well, up. I think we are going to have a vaccine, but we can't we can't be locked up until January. Maybe, but that's a gamble, just like any sports gamble. I mean, it could come out that the people that were in the trial had disastrous side effects that would make taking a vaccine moot. Well, like, I mean, plus, it's going to have side effects. Not necessarily. Everything has f-ing side effects, man. I don't know about that. If it has bad side effects, I'm not going to get it, I'll, that's for sure. I'll, t- I'll, and, I'll, I'll get it. And also, there's... Unless there's persistent diarrhea. If persistent diarrhea <laughs> is, is a side effect, I'd rather get the disease. Well, but... <laughs> that's a long-running joke between us because one of the, the commercials that airs on Fox News, yeah. which we listened to in the office, yeah. was for some psoriasis medication, was, yeah. but the side effect is persistent yeah. diarrhea. Folks, I'd rather have the listing psoriasis. the side effects was a third of the ad. It yeah. was literally like, it was but, like 15 side effects, one of which was like persistent diarrhea. But and, the other thing is that China uh, yeah. says that they're making a vaccine and they're going to make it available to the world. I'm not taking no f- Chinese oh, vaccine. Oh, no, 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 no. No way. No, 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 no. But it, if it's a made in an American company here, mm, I'll take it. Well, yeah, I mean, that's fine. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Yeah. I... I don't even know. I mean, China's already sent your, the Europeans like PPE. So I'm not sure at this tests, point that a vaccine me, is actually going to make a huge difference. I don't know. I, I really, I, I, I've we'll become have, more skeptical. Uh, you think we'll have antibodies uh, by then? Herd immunity? By probably, January? Probably. I mean, if the numbers are as high that, as some of the potential antibody tests have shown, it's ridiculous. Then we're we're already halfway to herd immunity. Yeah. Nobody knows exactly how many people have even had it that's yeah. part of the problem here nobody knows shit still yeah we're sitting here two months later right and the big line was oh okay let's let's stay at home to slow the spread for 15 days and we can figure out what the is going on and we can make sure the healthcare system doesn't get overrun 
okay, well, we're just, we still don't know much more yeah. than we did two months ago. Mm-hmm. That's part of the problem. Yeah, we still and, don't know why the like why very old people survive and then also very young people that can you know die. Well, from, yeah, the lottery you know? aspect of it, yeah. but also like. Nobody knows for sure the primary way that this is transmitting. Like, is it aerosol? Is it touching surfaces? No one can say with certainty. Also, nobody knows why these random uh, symptoms keep popping up. Mm-hmm. Is the is the gene mutating? Like, is the virus mutating? Nobody knows. Shit. And that's part of my problem here is that nobody can tell you with certainty anything about this virus. Yeah. I, I just don't see how we're two months into this and we still don't know all of these things. And a lot of it has to do with the WHO and the initial actions by the Chinese to cover up the virus. So we now have confirmation that the labs in Wuhan, which we've talked about many times on this show, they destroyed the samples. Yeah. Yeah. Confirmed. Yeah. Now confirmed. Yeah. Which, you know, by the way, just a few weeks ago was a conspiracy theory. Now it's fact. Interesting how that keeps happening across the board here. The liberal media tells you, oh, that's too insane. There's no way that that can be true. Well, it's true. Oh, well, it's true. And they, but their excuse is that they did it for the safekeeping of the lab and samples to prevent the possible spread. Oh, you mean how it originally oh spread? God. <laughs> you mean on. how it originally spread to one of your doctors Come and then he on. spread it to the world? <laughs> and Attorney General Barr says that he believes for sure that China destroyed the samples to cover up the fact that the virus started inside of their country. And it's clear at this point that that's the case. We also are very clear at this point on what exactly the World Health Organization, the China Health Organization, has done to cover up this outbreak and China's culpability in the matter. Um, last night, President Trump delivered a scathing letter to the WHO, basically saying that if they don't make reforms and be more transparent in ways that we would like, the U.S. is going to pull its funding permanently from the WHO. And this letter was just like, I even saw people on the left that were like, no matter your politics, this letter is pretty devastating to the WHO. So let's run through what the points that he makes here. He said, based on this review and investigation, we now know the following. The WHO consistently ignored credible reports of the virus spreading in Wuhan in early December 2019 or even earlier. The World Health Organization also failed to independently investigate credible reports that conflicted directly with the Chinese government's official accounts. By no later than December 30th, the WHO office in Beijing knew that there was a major public health concern. But between December 26th and December 30th, China's media highlighted evidence of a new virus emerging from Wuhan. So it wasn't some big secret, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then, by the next day, Taiwanese authorities had communicating in, communicated information to the WHO of definite human-to-human transmission. Yet, the WHO chose not to share any of this critical information with the rest of the world for political reasons. Or he says probably for political reasons, but it's clear what he's saying there. Then, the international health regulations require countries to report the risk of a health emergency within 24 hours, but China did not inform the WHO of Wuhan's cases of pneumonia of unknown origin until December 31st, even though it likely had knowledge of these cases days or weeks earlier. Apparently, on January 5th, 2020, Dr. Zhang Yongzhen of the Shanghai Public Health Center had sequenced the genome of the virus, but there was no publication of this information until six days later when he self-posted it online. The next day, Chinese authorities closed his lab. 
Uh, I mean, uh. <laughs> it's kind of interesting how these things keep happening, right? And then there's three claims here that the World Health Organization made that were grossly inaccurate or misleading. On January 14th, WHO reaffirmed the now debunked claim that there was no human-to-human transmission. This was obviously in direct conflict with censored reports coming from Wuhan. On January 21st, President Xi Jinping reportedly pressured the uh, head of the WHO to not declare the outbreak an emergency. Wuhan Tedros gave in to that pressure and told the world the next day that it did not pose a public health emergency of international concern. Just one week later, overwhelming evidence to the contrary forced him to reverse course. On January 28th, after meeting with President Xi in Beijing, you praised the Chinese government for its transparency. That China had set a, quote, new standard for outbreak control and bought the world time. You did not mention that China had by then silenced or punished several doctors for speaking out about the virus and restricted Chinese institutions from publishing information about it. Then, even after you belatedly declared the outbreak a public health emergency, you failed to press China for the timely admittance of a World Health Organization team of international experts. As a result, the team did not arrive in China until two weeks later on February 16th, and even then the team was not allowed to visit Wuhan until the final days of their visit. Remarkably, the WHO was silent when China denied the two American members of the team access to Wuhan entirely. You also strongly praised China's strict domestic travel restrictions, but were inexplicably against my closing of the United States border or the ban with respect to people coming from China. I put the ban in place regardless of your wishes. Your political gamesmanship on this issue was deadly as other governments, relying on your comments, delayed imposing life-saving restrictions on travel to and from China. On February 3rd, you reinforced your position, opining that because China was doing such a great job protecting the world, travel restrictions were causing more harm by good. (laughs) Yet by then, the world knew that before locking down Wuhan, Chinese authorities had allowed more than 5 million people to leave the city, many of these people bound for international destinations all over the world. By February 3rd, China was strongly pressuring countries to lift or forestall travel restrictions. That pressure campaign was bolstered by your incorrect statements, saying that the spread of virus outside of China was, quote, minimal and slow, and that the, quote, chances of this going anywhere outside China were very low. On March 3rd, WHO cited official Chinese data to downplay the very serious risk of asymptomatic spread, telling the world that COVID-19 does not transmit as efficiently as influenza, which is a total outright lie. And it's now clear that China's assertions repeated to the world by the WHO were wildly inaccurate. Yeah. By the time that the WHO finally declared the virus a pandemic on March 11th, it had killed more than 4,000 people and infected more than 100,000 people in at least 114 different countries around the world. And then he goes in to talk about how the Africans are pissed with China because there's a bunch of racist stuff going on over there. But the last note that President Trump makes in this scathing letter is throughout the crisis, the World Health Organization has been curiously insistent on praising China for its alleged transparency. You have consistently joined in these tributes, notwithstanding that China has been anything but transparent. In early January, for example, China ordered samples of the virus to be destroyed, depriving the world of critical information. Even now, China continues to undermine international health regulations by refusing to share accurate and timely data, viral samples and isolates, and by withholding vital information about the virus and its origins. And to this day, China continues to deny international access to their scientists and relevant facilities, all while casting blame widely and recklessly and censoring its own experts. Hmm. 
So Trump just mm. basically nuked the WHO in a letter that he sent last yeah. night. Yeah. Um, it's very interesting that today you see the left coming out and defending the WHO, even though most leftists who are even slightly unbiased say that this is a damning, damning catalog of events. So, I mean, we've been saying this from the beginning. Now we know that through all of the U.S. government's investigations, this is the case. And let's talk real quick about the threats that communist China is putting on our politicians and officials. Yeah. So you've seen that they've threatened members of Congress, right? Mm -hmm. Say, oh, well, you better not put sanctions on us or else. Nobody knows what the or else is. You know, it's a long list of people that they're threatening. Dan Crenshaw, Jim Banks, Lance Gooden, Congressman Not Chris Crenshaw. Smith. Chris Smith from New Jersey. Uh, Hawley of Missouri. So now, Republican congressmen under these threat are now saying, let's do more sanctions. Yeah. Which, I mean, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Honestly, we, like I said last few weeks, we have to up China. Yeah. There is no getting around this. We have to do something in response. But Storm, they've pledged $2 billion to fight coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, which is like what? Point zero 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 one percent of the damage that, that they've typo. inflicted I thought, on I'm the like, world. I'm like, if it was $2 trillion, then maybe we can get, you know. Well, know. the damage estimated by this is what? Between God, 10 and $40 trillion? Yeah, Nobody ridiculous. really knows no the really true knows. number. Nobody really knows. We should just decimate their whole country. That's what we should really do. Okay. I think you'll find uh, significant support for that. I know. That's, I mean, that, honestly. That's the interesting thing, right, is that people are ready to f*** up China. Yeah. I think we should just do it right yeah. now. So Representative Jim Banks, uh, our own Julio Rosas, got a chance to sit down with him yesterday uh, to talk about the legislation he's working on to hold China accountable and that how China threatened him. Jim Banks says that he's not going to back down from pressuring communist China because, quote, these issues are too important, too great. He added that his constituents and Americans across the country have urged Congress to help disentangle America's economy from China. Banks said that it was shameful that Democrats are more focused on blaming President Trump for the virus's efforts. And he added that, quote, many Democrats have been just as interested in holding China accountable and addressing the China threat, but are afraid to speak out because Democratic Party leaders have intimidated their members and told them to shut up and don't talk about China as a threat. Um, and you can see the full interview of that over on Town Hall Media's YouTube page. It's actually a pretty interesting interview with Representative Jim Banks. The biggest news of yesterday, though, however, which basically caused the Internet to implode, was President Trump announcing that he is taking hydroxychloroquine, which was prescribed by President Trump's physician in the White House. Uh, his doctor says, quote, the president is in very good health and has remained symptom free. He receives regular COVID testing, all negative to date. After discussing the pros and cons of Trump taking hydroxychloroquine, the two decided, quote, the potential benefit from treatment outweighed the relative risks. Mm. Well, you have the left-wing media out there that says this will kill you right away. Yeah, I know. And it's not FDA approved. Yeah, I mean. It is. <laughs> it's FDA approved for a different use. Yeah. I mean, but that's, that's they're very saying, different. But they're saying it's never been approved. No, I know, not, I know. It's just a total lie. They're total totally lie. lying. But it's also not actually approved for this use case. They are in clinical trials on this use case, but it hasn't been officially approved. Now, there's anecdotal evidence that it does work. Yes. But there's not true evidence as of yet that it does work. Um, I mean, some people it works very well. Some people it doesn't yeah. work at all. The Michigan State Demo- uh, rep who took, uh, took hydroxychloroquine and yeah, loved that. in two hours, her, her symptoms were gone. Yeah. 
It is not the woman in Arizona who took something entirely different, mixed mm-hmm. it with Coke, and then uh, possibly murdered her husband. But we'll, we'll, we'll circle back on that. That is, that, yeah, right. <laughs> Funny that, how that story kind of just evaporated into the ether once that tidbit was revealed. That is such a typical Trump move, though, that the liberal media would be like, taking this drug could kill you. Trump takes it. Trump takes it. <laughs> and he says, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, you have the Speaker of the House, Botox Nancy. She goes on TV last night and says, oh, the president shouldn't be taking this drug because he's fat. Yeah, I know. I mean, you yeah, really want to take those let gloves them, off, Nancy? Let them, let, let them eat cake, Nancy, in her two refrigerators of, uh, you know. Well, it was let them eat ice cream. Ice cream, yeah. yeah. Let them eat ice cream. Let's yeah. not forget. Yeah. You know, she, I, I, I guess I missed when Nancy just became a doctor yeah, overnight, right? Yeah. I mean, she's been to enough Botox treatments, yeah, I guess, to that, qualify as a It's just another doctor. example of her being detached. No, I, I know, I know. I mean, they want destruction. That is what yeah. the left wants at this point. It's very clear yeah. that they cheer on any sort of negative economic news, any negative news on potential treatments. They consistently downplay the potential treatments. I mean, what are they really after here, right? Yeah. yeah. And... She thinks she knows better than Trump's doctor as to what he should and shouldn't be taking. I mean, I can tell you for sure she shouldn't be getting that many Botox injections into her face, yeah. but she does it anyway. <laughs> I mean, she she really uh, well, she's jacked it opened up, up Pandora's box yeah, with this because – Well, then Stacey Abrams can't be VP. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can't be VP. I mean, she's fat. That's for sure. Um, She's big boned. How dare you? I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm right. Just kidding. Well, I, as a fat person myself, I have the privilege Stop. of being able to make fun of other people's fatness, and she is definitely fat. That's She's sure. also the uh, you know poor man's Aunt Jemima. Yeah, that was. Well, <laughs> did you see? Did you see the picture they released of her like with the shadowy thing? It looks like the Aunt Jemima logo. <laughs> like, what were you thinking? These. These political consultants, uh, my God, they're being overpaid. It was also and under delivering. I, I, I mean, I didn't read the profile. I heard the profile piece was trash, but I, it was six thousand words. Yeah, six I mean, thousand words of like of like of like bull too. It wasn't like anything about her. It was just like, ugh. I'm like, not. She's like read some neo. Trash. Yeah, yeah. Don't read it. Don't read it. Don't read it. It's, it's absolutely. I mean, how it got to print was, was yeah. Kind of a speaking scandal itself. speaking of a vaccine, though, we mentioned this uh, yeah. a few minutes ago, but yeah. there is growing evidence that. Uh, President Trump and his team aren't simply peddling aspirational feel-goodery with this vaccine because a vaccine candidate out of Oxford and tested on monkeys at a lab in the United States generated positive and promising outcomes uh, back in the end of April. Uh, Now there's this highly encouraging news of a drug called Moderna, which is the leading coronavirus vaccine candidate in the United States. We got some early data on the trial. So all 45 patients who received the vaccine produced antibodies okay so that is a really it positive is. news yeah. they're going to try to do a wide clinical test in july they said they're trying to do that yeah if we can if we can get a definite vaccine that works by the end of summer it will be a modern miracle of medicine yeah. um and again there may be a lot of side effects there may be issues you know this is very early in the testing it could be that by next week it it's not as effective I mean, for it to be an effective vaccine, the antibodies need to last a while. That's what yeah. takes so long yeah. is that they need to test at intervals past when they give the injection mm-hmm. to make sure that the antibodies are still there. But that would be yeah, great nat- if we could get something. Natural infection, right? Yeah. 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 At least if we could get a vaccine out to the people who need it the most, yeah. 
would would we, protect listen, us. We might get. I mean, there are thousands of people who are voluntarily going to infect themselves with the virus to speed up vaccine tests. Yeah, which is so, impressive. I mean, I, mean, I, I, I wouldn't was, do that. I mean, first, uh, first numbers was like three thousand. Now I'm hearing it's close to fourteen thousand people are willing to. Yep. To, uh, but you know that that folks, that's the risk. I mean, like with usually mm-hmm. with other tests, there is some sort of antiviral cocktail that they can take if if something gets pretty serious. There's nothing here. So right, right. That's they are fun. they are risking their lives. So yeah, hey, listen, not all heroes are. <laughs> that's capes, like in right? World War Z. Yeah. It's like don't inject that one. <laughs> yeah. Not the one from the left cabinet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then he has to kind of like kind of haul ass back to the main quarter so they can give him the <laughs> yeah the cocktail to <laughs> what was it i think he injects himself with what like syphilis or something i forget i don't remember i forget yeah they didn't know i don't think they really ever said they never say but uh, with. It, it's definitely if it stayed in him it was deadly because yeah. they had they had they gave him another shot to like um save negate, him yeah, yeah. To, to negate the effects but that's a good movie it was a good movie coming out with a sequel it's been seven years it has been a while. It's yeah. been a long ass time. All right, let's talk about uh, Chris Cuomo, or not? Well, we could talk about Chris Cuomo. I was going to talk about uh, Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo, the, Grim, the Grim Reaper. You know, Grim Chris Reaper? Cuomo, who consistently bashes on people for everything and anything having yeah. to do with coronavirus, yeah. but he was the one who left his quarantine and went out in public while he confirmed still had the disease. Still shedding, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he confirmed had the disease and he yeah. left, and now he wants to say anything about anybody well, else's response. He, he also gave it to his family. I'm pretty sure his wife and kids got it. His wife got it. I don't think the kids did. Well, I, and then they took I, baths. I wonder how the wife got it. <laughs> and then they took baths in bleach. Yeah, did no. you read that part of the story? No. Oh, my God. Yeah. They were putting little bits of bleach into their baths because apparently their spiritual healer told them that that would help. The spiritual and they want to try to, healer? Yeah, and they want to try to tell us about oh my God. the coronavirus, please. Yeah. As uh, Dr. Gregory House says, the, the kid who stocks the uh, shells at your uh, local... <laughs> organic market is not your fucking doctor. No, I know. <laughs> really, what we need is House to come in here and fix uh, this shit up. But I was going to say, let's talk about Andrew Cuomo. Yeah. Because he's done a terrible job, absolutely terrible job in responding to this coronavirus, yeah. yet somehow gets incredibly high marks and unquestioned, you know, praise, I'd yeah. say, from the media. Let's talk about the nursing home policy. You remember how he ordered back in March that nobody can be denied access to a nursing home even if they have coronavirus? Yes. Well, that's led to thousands of deaths. Yeah, close to 5,000 body bags are because of that. Thousands of deaths. Yeah. I mean, you know, they love to talk about the 9-11 comparison. Mm -hmm. Well, he killed twice the amount of people. Yes. So if they really want to go down that road of comparisons, let's go down that road. Not only that, but he added language in the the state budget that that, that shields nursing homes from being – sued for over covid deaths yeah he made i mean sure that's not, he, there's a massive scramble to prevent yeah. liability right now yeah. and that's going to happen in uh congress too yeah. with small businesses which it should happen because small businesses shouldn't be liable for uh claims over yeah. coronavirus so but he said quote vulnerable people are going to die from this virus that's going to happen despite whatever you do <laughs> Because with all our progress as a society, we still can't keep everybody alive. Now, think for a minute and imagine if a Republican or President Trump had said that. Oh, there would have been impeachment hearings. Mm-hmm. People died, Governor Cuomo, because you sent old people who had COVID-19 back into nursing homes. Yeah. It's totally negligent. If anyone should be responsible, it's him because yeah. he's the one that ordered that. Yeah. And it's like a no. You don't have to be a doctor to know that that's going to be a problem. I mean, you, I mean, yep. you, I mean, you, I mean, uh, you know, my, my grandma was in a nursing home. I, like. Anything. 
a stomach bug gets into a nursing home, everybody gets it. Yeah. So anything gets in there. I mean, it's a confined space. So And so now not only is he being hammered for this mandate that nursing homes take in people, which led to thousands of deaths, he's also dealing with a lawsuit for his abuse of power. And New Yorkers are rooting for the lawsuit against him because they're suing what they perceive to be an abuse of power and, quote, the steps Governor Cuomo has taken and A.G. James has enforced in an attempt to, quote, flatten the curve far exceed the governor's authority under Section 29A of Article 2B of the executive law, which Governor Cuomo has cited as his authority. So basically they're saying that this is unconstitutional what he's doing. Quote, defendants in a disturbing and gross abuse of their power have seized the COVID-19 pandemic to expand their authority by unprecedented lengths without any proper constitutional, statutory, or common law basis. This is actually going to be very interesting to see how this plays out because this will probably be a model for lawsuits that are going to happen all across the country, potentially even make it up to the Supreme Court on whether what these governors are doing is constitutional or not. Yeah. Well— We'll see what I mean. We'll see what happens. I don't I mean this is gonna. It's not gonna be like settled in like a month or so. Well, it actually could be moved very oh, quick oh, because really? it, they're looking for an injunction. So injunctions oh, can move God. through quicker against what they're doing in New York. Well, what's the composition of that appellate court up there? I mean, yeah, it's that's, it's that's, gotta that, be a bunch see, of that's what I mean. Yeah, see, that's what I mean. <laughs> it's gotta be a bunch <laughs> I mean, of words. <laughs> um, but they they were talking about this on the radio. And a bunch of people called in, and I think it shows there's definite, like, angst within New Yorkers right now because, yeah, they see that the virus is bad, and New York's been hit unlike anywhere else. More deaths. It's the Mecca. Yeah, it's total disaster, which it doesn't make sense to me how New York, which has a a population of whatever millions it does, but a place like California, which has double the population. Yeah. You know, they've, they're just fine. Same thing in yeah. Texas and other places that have reopened. Yeah. So clearly, clearly what they did in New York was mismanagement. Yeah. I mean, there's no way around that. Yeah. They waited too long. You had Nancy Pelosi out there on February 24th well, telling people to come on down to Chinatown. Yeah, de Blasio acted like, like, like the, like Wuhan, you know, mm-hmm. he just sat in his hands. Um, they're not sanitizing the subways. I think that was a huge, I mean... They're doing it now. I mean, but that was retarded. The horse, the horse has left the barn here, folks. That was I mean, so retarded. Like, yeah. I think it was, what, a week ago? They're like, oh, we're shutting down the subway and going to sanitize. I'm yeah. like, oh, you're only two and a half months By late. By the way, is that, was that true? I saw some headline that for the first time in 115 years, they're going to sanitize the subways. That was, yeah. They 115 that, years? That's what I'm saying. They should have sanitized well before that. Well before, yeah. I mean, they do very, like, half-ass cleanings. Yeah. But, but this they don't was do like, a this was full like the high, high yeah. power yeah. wash, high, yeah. you know, high, yeah. I mean, they're going to have to do that pretty regularly yeah. now. But yeah. they also, I mean... They should have the, they, sh- they should have rounded up all the homeless down there. The thing that annoys me is because you have all these New York media types who are bashing on other states that are opening. Yeah. But... New York has been doing all the things during this which they shouldn't have been doing. I mean, they if they really wanted to take it seriously, they should have shut down the subways. Yes. Like, that to me shows yes. that they were trying to go half measure, right? Yeah. And for someone that says, oh, well, we should have the subways open to say that the beaches are unsafe, 
Yeah. It's just total hypocrisy. Yeah. It's the same it's it's the same hypocrisy that's here with saying, oh, small businesses can't open, but the Walmart that's crowded like a Mogadishu market, that can you open. know, that could be fine. Yeah, it's it's again, remember, this is an election year. Anything that makes Democrats look bad or incompetent has to be suffocated or mm -hmm. not or ignored. The the entire assault corridor is infested with COVID. Mm -hmm. Oklahoma and Georgia, Texas are not. So you got to make them look bad or you got you got to smear or, or attack these people for mm -hmm. being selfish and kind of I don't know if, about you, but I'm getting a tinge of that. They're kind of hoping that new infection rates blow up. The yeah, of course are, they are. That, that, are, that are reopening, which is absolutely abysmal. But sorry, these are the facts. Oklahoma wasn't hit as hard as New York City. Oklahoma well, like I was saying, they're, they're rooting for economic ruin. Yeah. And they're rooting against President Trump and against yeah. the country. I mean, yeah. it's obvious at this point. And you had these three listeners that called into this radio show. And, and I can't believe that this is in deep blue New York. They said, quote, let individuals decide how to best protect themselves. Amen. Mm -hmm. Quote, I believe it's time the power is given back to the people. And the other quote is, we're turning into sheep. And it's true. It's absolutely true. Yeah. I mean, at the beginning, I said, okay, you know what? Let's give this a try. But now it's very clear that staying locked down is not going to yeah. have a, a, a positive well, effect. It accomplished the goal. We flattened the curve. Mission accomplished. Yeah, I mean, it's time. It's time to reopen. And it's also and, debatable, though, that how much that yeah. was just natural. And even and even, like, yeah, but, I, but, but even now, part, most of New York State can reopen. Oneonta can probably reopen. You yeah, I, anything, anything, nor even I would say, I dare say, even I mean, even Albany hasn't even. They been just hit need hard, to right? rip the bandaid off, and and if you want to stay home, you stay home. But people who want to go out and do things have the freedom to do so. Yeah, like that's what it should be here. This should be give the power back to the people, give these businesses the right to open. I mean, people have been working decades for their businesses, and the government's going to tell them that you can't open. Yeah. While they parrot this, we're all in this together bullshit, they're not. Yeah. The government paychecks aren't stopping. The government hasn't had to take a pay cut. The government hasn't had their life savings wiped away because as a small business owner, you're trying to pay your employees. Yeah. So, that, I mean, that, that bullshit really gets my blood boiling. And it's time to give businesses the right to open back up. Businesses are going to be gone. Many, the, many already have. The, the dry cleaner by the office, yeah. gone. Closed down. Done, gone she, forever. She's gone? Yep, gone forever. And the, I mean, not that I went there, but the poke bar is gone. Well, that, well, so, that I think that I was... I mean, that was a struggling that was business already anyway. on That was already on life support even before but, this. But there's a lot of businesses that weren't necessarily yeah. thriving. They're just going to be totally yeah. gone. And... That poke bar is also incredibly expensive, but sidebar. Yeah, I mean, who wants to eat <laughs> poke in the middle of corporate America? I don't I get know. that. When there's also, when there's a pop belly at Chipotle, two good delis. And a McDonald's. And a McDonald's. Like, and right a next brand new restaurant. And a Nando's. Yeah. And a Bethesda bagel nearby. Like, yeah. the poke bar was ne they never had a chance. But... But, yeah. There's tons of businesses that are going to just totally crumble if we yes. don't reopen now. So we need to reopen now and at least give people the ability to patronize these places. Yeah. I mean, that's America. That's what it should be. Yeah. And that's personal freedom. Like, that no fucking governor should be telling you whether you can or cannot go get your hair cut. I just don't agree with that. And, again, the double standard. It doesn't make sense that small businesses can't open, like, a fucking dry cleaner versus Walmart – or, or any of these huge grocery stores that are packed to the gills. 
Like, that just doesn't make sense to me. Like, you could get groceries at small places, too. In fact, having more businesses open yeah. would spread out people yeah. and give them a better in, chance. In fact, uh, in fact, yesterday, you know, the Legmans near us, mm-hmm. they, went, they, they have uh, removed their checkout, their COVID checkout protocol. It's which not, it's 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 now it's now back to normal. Which that doesn't make sense to me either, because that is a crowded place with touch surfaces and touch points all over the place. So that actually makes sense to continue. There's just no yeah. consistency. Like, I I, I don't know. I, I've said all I, I could say about this. Well, Let's I will talk. say. Well, for Virginia, you know, we've had about there's about a little over thirty one thousand cases, under four thousand hospitalizations, about I think three thousand eight hundred eighty one the last time I checked last night. And a little over a thousand deaths, about one thousand twenty-one, I think. Sixty percent of but which have been in nursing homes. But sixty percent of which are exactly sixty percent of which are in nursing homes. So really, Governor Blackface, it's not you. You should open us back up. Well, open back up, but do it in a way that makes sense. Yeah. Like it doesn't make sense that I could drive thirty minutes south and go get a haircut right now. Like That's I could true. do that if I wanted to. Yeah, it's but true. It doesn't make sense. Everything is interconnected. Northern Virginia counties, people travel back and forth between Maryland and Northern Virginia every yes. day. Back and forth between Northern Virginia and the city every day. Like, it's like almost like these people don't even talk to each other. And <laughs> you have Northern Virginia where one county over I can go get a haircut, but Northern Virginia is still locked down. You don't think that people are just going to go to those free counties? Oh, there and, and and you know, but you're only encouraging more travel yeah. by by keeping people's localities locked down. It just doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah, the idiots that we have running these governments. I mean, Hogan's done a better job in Maryland, but even so, the D.C. counties there are still closed too. Like, what's gonna be the number where you say it's fine? Like, well, we don't know. And even when you get to that number. It's we not going to stay we, there. We have unelected health commissioners, right? Now, uh, right. It's know, not going to stay basically there. running, running, running point on that, and it's it's not. Uh, yeah, you know, like I've said, that's yeah. the biggest problem I have is yeah. that these people are unelected, and they're all in Democratic states, right? Yeah. So you know that the Democratic health commissioner is probably going to be like, well, the number should be zero, which means lockdown until we have a vaccine, which is not plausible. But no, and have you seen these f-ing people that are oh, the health what, commissioners? What was that one that she looks like? The one she's in LA, dead. yeah, the one in LA looks like she's a zombie. Also, she not does. a medical doctor either, by the way. Oh, she really? has a f-ing PhD in some social science bullshit. Social was it? Yeah, like, what like literature? So these are the people that are deciding <laughs> when the lockdown dates get to yeah. be lifted. Also, have you seen the uh, the thing up in Pennsylvania who doesn't know whether she's a man or a woman or whatever the. F- Oh, no. Yeah. There's a... One a thing. Oh, a thing. no. Yeah. And she has no f***ing clue what she's talking about either. So all these people I see that are these unelected health that's bureaucrats... Funny. Yeah. That's exactly what she sounds like, oh, actually. really? Yeah. Oh, geez. like uh, it's like Jim Carrey in, in Living yeah, Color? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a dude, but <laughs> thinks it's a woman. I don't know. Whatever. Oh my God. But that's the problem. All, right. all these people, they have no right to be deciding this, and... I, I, I just don't know when this is going to change. Like, there needs to be a public outrage and revolt at this because you see people now that are saying they're going to flee these blue states because they don't like the lockdown policies. Well, that's not good for us either because no. they're just going to bring their liberal policies exactly. to these states. Yeah. So, Even though it takes many, many, you know, well, whatever. Well, yeah, look at Texas. Yeah, it's not good. Texas is not trending in the right direction. I mean, people. Yeah, but they've been saying that for 10 years. Yeah, but it's now I'm getting saying. to the point of being dangerous. Same thing with Georgia. They keep saying about Georgia. Texas was R plus 20. It's now R plus 8. 
that's a change. It's still, it's still pretty, that's a huge it's change. Still pretty, good. <laughs> still pretty good. Yeah. Remember what happened to Virginia? Well, Virginia's a little bit different. No, Virginia's no, it's not. Different. They keep Remember? saying thing about Georgia. Georgia, they, Georgia had the highest turnout ever for an election. Well, let me tell you, in twenty eighteen, let me tell you, and and Stacey Abrams still lost by fifty five thousand votes. If that dumb <laughs> Kelly Loeffler <laughs> is the nominee, we'll lose that race well, yeah, because she true. sucks. Yeah, she's not she doing so hot with suburban women. I saw that poll. Yeah, the whole point. The whole poll. The was whole bad. point. Oh my god, of Kemp backstabbing us Trump supporters and yeah. selecting her was supposedly so that she will do well with suburban women in Georgia, which is the exact opposite you know of what's occurring. who's doing really well with suburban women, though? Who's doing better? Doug Collins. Doug Collins! Yeah, so let's bring Fighting on Doug, Doug Collins. Let's talk about Obamagate here for yeah. a while. So we had news yesterday where Barr said uh, he doesn't expect Obama and Biden to go down on criminal charges. Yeah. However... He left the door open big time for other people being brought up on criminal charges, yeah. which I would assume he means the lower level intel people, Clapper, Page, Stroke, McCabe, Comey, all those. Yeah. yeah. Some, the of, quote, some of Mueller's investigators? The quote that he said, possibly. Yeah. The quote that he said yesterday, though, which I thought was a really good sign, and apparently, according to insiders, he's playing this by the book, and I agree with this. So he said, those who broke the law will be held to account. But this cannot be and it will not be a tit-for-tat exercise. We are not going to lower the standards just to achieve a result. The only way to stop this vicious cycle, the only way to break away from a dual system of justice, is to make sure that we scrupulously apply the single and proper standard of justice for everybody. All right. My man. My man. But somehow he's Trump's puppet and that's a very pro-Trump remark and how he's awful. He should resign because he's a, he runs political interference and he's a terrible Russian, quasi-Russian well, agent and horrible man, that AG Barr. The funny so part says is MSNBC that while they try to spin this on MSNBC yeah. is that they have to simultaneously say, oh, well, it's good that he's not going after the former president and vice president. But you also shouldn't go after anyone in the administration, no matter what, even if they did commit illegal acts. Uh, that's basically what they're saying. So I'm saying that when a government official does it, it's not illegal. That's what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> well, when it's a government official on our side. On our side. It's that's not what they illegal, like. I mean, right they love oh, the yeah. dual standard of justice yeah. because it only benefits them. Yeah. And there is a new book coming out, which uh, Leah just did an exclusive interview with Matt Whitaker yes. this morning on this. Uh, it's called Above the Law, the inside story of how the Justice Department tried to subvert President Trump. And now many of you will remember Matt Whitaker was a acting attorney general during one of the gap – it was during the gap between Sessions and Barr, right? Uh, I believe so. Was there anybody else in there? No, I think Whitaker was the only one. Yeah. 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 But anyway, he did a great job while he was in there for the few months that he was mm -hmm. in trying to dismantle this whole narrative. But he, he, he basically had some great goes hearings too. Yeah, yeah. He did <laughs> Your have time is hearings. up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I think in the book he talks about, you know, his experience in the past, then coming in and working on DOJ and in trying to find the people that worked against President Trump, you know, the deep state allies, the mainstream media, all pushing the debunked Russian collusion narrative. The interesting quote that I, I really like that he says, he calls for quote New blood in America's governing institutions so that the rules and the, and the law are followed. Investigations are properly predicated and justice is served. Um, he obviously pointed to the investigation of General Flynn as a prime example. 
he wrote, Attorney General Barr said that it was not properly predicated and that the investigation shouldn't have been launched at Flynn as a target and he shouldn't have been interviewed at all and all the other rules, including sending over folks to the White House that were disregarded. Hmm. So that's an interesting book we're looking forward to reading over here. Um, and if you would like to learn more about it, head on over to townhall.com. There's a great story about it um, and you can find the link in there of where to purchase it. And that is the book called Above the Law, the Inside Story of How the Justice Department Tried to Subvert President Trump. We love Matt Whitaker. I actually got to uh, meet him once because he was on yeah. Gorka's show on the floor. Got yeah. to say hi to him in the elevator. He was a pretty cool guy. Speaking of media bias, do you remember when the liberal media told us that there was no more cases in China? Oh, yeah. I remember that. That was probably, what, that. like 10 days and ago? And everybody knew that it was a lie. Yep, because uh, in Jilin Province, Jilin Province, I don't even yeah, know how to say yeah. it. Their provinces, the whole country. 108 million have now been forced back into quarantine in China due to a cluster of new infections. 108 million. Mm -hmm. So, I guess you could say that that was fake news from the Chinese (laughs) propagandists. Oh, I'm shocked. Yeah. I'm shocked. The Chinese Politburo lied. Mm -hmm. I'm shocked. I mean, and now they say, well, this is only because there's a cluster of 34 infections. You don't quarantine 108 million people over 34 infections. Maybe for maybe for 340,000 right. or 34 well, million. Well, you know, they we never got the answer of why hundreds of thousands of Chinese cell phones just disappeared from yeah, the rolls of yeah, accounts. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot. Of, that just doesn't happen, that right? A lot. Everything over there is tracked meticulously. Yeah. The cell phone is the primary way that they do state surveillance. Yeah. So there's no way that those just disappeared yeah. <laughs> without the people actually. Goodbye. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, look at look at our death count, right? Yeah. There is no way that they don't have at least double what we yeah. have. So oh, that yeah. would put them at close to yeah. 200,000. That's why confirmed cases is the operative word. Yeah, it's just totally ridiculous. And even right? then, I think it's going to be whittled down. Mm-hmm. Because uh, even Dr. Burke said that they're casting a very wide net over COVID, de- COVID and COVID-related deaths. So yeah. th- th- that, that's going to be revised down. It's still going to be tens of thousands of people. It's still well, tragic. Well, we need to know. But it's not going to be – The real number we need to know – is the death rate. Yeah. We still don't know what the yeah. f***ing death rate is. Death I is. find that totally unacceptable yeah. that we don't know what the death rate is. What will it take to find that out? Because there's a huge difference. If it's point one, which is close to the flu, then what the f*** are we doing? But if it's point eight, then okay. Then yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. But we just don't even know, and it's yeah. just a guess at this point. And it's so infuriating that... All of these people that are arguing for continued extreme lockdowns until there's a cure don't even know the number themselves, right? If they had some secret data, okay, but they don't. Nobody knows exactly what the f***ing death rate is, and that's the one number that we need to find out. And the only way to find that out is through extreme antibody tests. Basically, we need to test everybody in the country to find out what the true number is. So look at the initial results. New York... What was it, like 25% have had have had it? It could have been, uh, I think the infection rate could have been between, hear this, 22 to 55% higher. Talk about a range. And it's possible, based on those numbers, that more people have recovered from coronavirus in the United States than have been infected by it. So this number could right. be could be astronomical. That's the number that we need. Yeah. If and actually that'd be great news. It means that that this like like you said this this might not be as lethal as the flu. I'm mean, sorry, more lethal than the flu, and and we can you know what the. I mean, are we if doing it comes here? out that the point one is the death rate, snap everything back to extreme normal right exactly. now. I, I agree. Everybody needs Agreed. to get an immunity to Agreed. it. 
and there will eventually yeah. be a vaccine for the most vulnerable who can remain at home. Yeah. But there's tr- no as, reason As Trump for that. said, if you're a seven-year-old teacher with diabetes, yeah. you might have to stay home for a little while yeah. longer. Yeah. But, you know, we'll, But, um, like, the, the total shutdowns we're seeing of, like, preemptive shutdowns of universities and schools for next fall. Yeah. You're telling me? Yeah. That in the next three months, we're not going to find out any new information to potentially yes. make that decision more data-based? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's kind of – It's so it's, stupid. It's, 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 it's a bit disconcerting. Um, it's all a big power grab. Yeah. I mean we're, we're – like people are willingly signing over their liberties here to the government. They're not going to give it back willingly. So it, the whole thing is just a big show at this point. And I don't know what's going to happen. But you have – like we talked about, the L.A. County Department of Public Health Director, Dr. Barbara Ferrer, she's not even a doctor. She's a doctor Zombie of, woman. Of, she has a Ph.D. in social welfare. Anybody who has a Ph.D., that, anybody who calls themselves a doctor that's not actually a doctor is a loser. <laughs> that's what I think. <laughs> I, I hate that. But, but not like, that. Like, but like not... Dr. Christine Blasey Ford, she's a f***ing, like liberal arts academia person i don't think of those people as doctors right i uh if you're a do- yeah. i don't even think of dentists as yeah. doctors really i think of medical doctors well no as doctors. dentists they dentists do surgery that's a seinfeld reference you yeah. don't get it oh, but, oh sorry you know uh, they yeah. say when he says oh i'm a doctor I'm a doctor well you're a dentist yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but even even my teachers didn't who had doctorates like in like history didn't like being called doctor. Yeah, it's it's yeah. just snobby. It's just yeah. like also they said it made them sound like twenty years older than they were. Right. So right. I mean it does. It's I mean, it's you know? definitely the <laughs> peak of liberal elitism yeah. for academia to have that kind of like extrapolating out from their yeah. their nonsense. But anyway, social. Welfare. She's not an MD. Oh, yeah, doctorate in social welfare. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, she's paid more than five hundred thousand dollars a year in taxpayer wow. money. What? In taxpayer what a, money what from. A good, I mean, what a good gig. Keep in mind, the LA <laughs> County budget is financially strapped, oh, and geez. one of her top priorities is quote advancing health equity. The f- does that mean? Yeah, it's social welfare is what it is. But interestingly enough, interestingly enough. They we published a story over at Red State on Friday calling her out for this. But then after the Red State story was published, a common reply from the shutdown apologist was, quote, she didn't say she was an MD. Well, perhaps not. But there are a disturbing number of references to her as an MD on official websites for professional organizations and health foundations and in annual reports for L.A. County Health. In an August 15, 2019 press release, the Network for Public Health Law announced that Dr. Ferrer, MD, PhD, MPH, MED, as a new <laughs> member, and, and that's another <laughs> thing. The people, the people that put all these abbreviations after their damn name. Yeah, F-U-C-K. Yeah, listen, I understand you went to all these years of school, you want a cool acronym after your name. Pick one. Yeah. Just pick one, right? And here they picked the wrong one because they put MD, which is a total lie. And uh, the Blue Cross Blue Shield Massachusetts Foundation listed uh, her, who's a board member, as an MD, leaving off her other 16, you know, acronyms. Um, (laughs) And there's plenty. These are just two examples. But it's unclear whether Farrah was holding herself out as an MD or not. It's clear that the misconception hasn't been corrected. So the question asks, was she lying about being an MD to get this job? 
Uh-oh. Maybe. That's We've a, opened up a can of worms she here. She just robbed the, count, the taxpayers yeah. of a half a million dollars. Mm-hmm. Much like half Red- a million dollars. Make me a health commissioner. To do nothing. <laughs> not to mention, she looks like she just came out of the crypt. I know. That, I mean, she does not look good. It looks like... She uh, looks dead. Yeah, she, it's, it's not. Someone it's, tweeted, she, it's like... I thought, is, I thought that was photoshopped. It's yeah, not. No, it's, it's not. not. <laughs> it's like L.A. picked the most yeah. unhealthy-looking person on the planet to be their health commissioner. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, keeping it on the liberal media. Oh, and by yeah. the way, the liberal media is excusing all that behavior. So oh, no surprise yeah. there for their five hundred thousand yeah. dollar person in yeah. the government. Uh, let's talk about CNN and their uh, reliable sources. You know, oh. the, the newsletter that's sent by uh, Potato Man Brian Stelter. Um, <laughs> But in this case, it was authored by his uh, slave, Oliver Darcy, um, who who pretended to be Republican for years and then decided to stab us all in the back. Anyway, so they're criticizing that we as conservative media are talking about the uh, Flynn and Russia scandal. Oh, because we're obsessed about it, right? We're obsessed. Oh, we're obsessed. We're obsessed. We're obsessed about this. I seem to remember mm. a time when CNN had nothing yeah. but fake collusion exactly. Russia bullshit on f- yeah. for what, the three fuck, years yeah, straight? The fake, yeah, the, the, the fake news media jacked off to this for about two and a half years and forced us all to watch. Yep. And now they're saying we're the ones obsessed because basically the whole narrative finally and definitively came apart with the Flynn entrapment plot at the FBI. Yep. So, that's funny. well. That's that's rich. You know, that's I rich. mean, sadly they, I couldn't see because because you know Stelter blocked me, so I I can't see the half. He blocked you. That's yeah, a badge yeah, of yeah. honor. So, um, but they say that we're hyping up Obamagate because <sighs> which is fake. It's actually real, yeah. obviously. And uh, you know, they they attacked the whole network for not covering <sighs> coronavirus news. A Democratic what? president's Department of Justice spied on the presidential campaign of. The rival party. That is absolutely a story. Sorry. Well, not it to is. mention. It's a scandal to story. It's, it's absolutely, it, I mean, this is KGB shit. This is what Putin does Well, it's obviously year. a lie. It's obviously a lie. But yeah. it, it's not It's not even close to the truth because yeah. just a few examples of the network's coverage during this time period that they're supposedly uh, surveilling and, and analyzing. Mm-hmm. Martha McCallum had Treasury Secretary Mnuchin on to discuss what the Trump administration's plans are for getting the economy back on its feet post-virus. Medical contributor Dr. Nicole Safier went on outnumbered to talk about Fauci testifying to the Senate. And Brett Bayer appeared on Dana Perino's daily briefing to talk about Fauci's hearing. Also during the same show, correspondent Jonathan Sari reported from the CDC in Atlanta to provide details about an anti or about an inflammatory syndrome appearing in children that could have links to the coronavirus. Yeah, apparently, did you see that kids are now getting Kawasaki? Yeah, I, I, I had it twice. Yeah, well, that's because you're Asian. But like, are they right? all Asian? Are they all Asian? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. All but right. kids are getting it. I mean. I- all kids can get it, but it's predominantly like 90, 95% cases are, are kids who are What Asian. is it? Just like a severe Asian glow? It, no, no, no. <laughs> it's it, it's nasty. You get um, high fever. High fever. Really? It's basically the flu. Imagine the flu, but you also get open sores in your mouth. Ugh. So you, you can't really eat. I had it as a baby and, uh, and then as a toddler. It's that not, sounds it's not, miserable. It's, it's not fun. And at the time, my parents didn't have air conditioning at the beach house. Oh, my God. So they, they would just drive me around the uh, AC to cool me down. <laughs> In the car, yeah. And then sometimes at night, my mom would actually take me to the, the actual beach 
and like let me like, let the waves cool me down. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's not it's not fun. It's, How long does uh, that last? Oh, blessedly, it's it's about a week. Oh my god, maybe maybe less. Sometimes three days. So like three to five days, I think. Yeah. But it's the most miserable three to five days you can imagine if you're a kid. I mean, high fever, open sores. I mean, mm-hmm. everything's achy. It's just it's, it sucks. But so wait, hold on. Now Kawasaki is now a coronavirus thing. Well, they're they're saying it could be potentially. All right. Well, I see. Uh, potentially I see. an offshoot. Well, I see a potential, you know, how ADHD has been misdiagnosed or overdiagnosed in the past 10 years. I can see a possibility with this. Yeah. They're trying to let, it sounds like they're trying to latch on to other, okay, this is not really, okay, I I, I take that back. When it comes to children, doctors, pediatricians are a little more, how do you say? Yeah. Small L, small L liberal with their diagnoses when, when, when kids get sick. I frankly I don't think they should have said that because now every parent is going to be freaking the f- out. Mm-hmm. They don't need to do that anymore. But again, it doesn't seem to be. It's like if there's a link, it's like uh, you know, yeah, not, it, it's not definitive, folks. Just don't. It's it, it's not. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, think, I wish I see. Th- I think this the type reason, of stuff kind of creates more panic. Story, I think the reason that they're putting it together is because there's been a massive spike. Yeah. At the same time as coronavirus. Yeah. So they think that if. If even kids aren't as affected by corona, it yeah. could predispose them to, to developing others. this. Okay. Yeah. Which, hey, I mean, hey. I can see that happening yeah. if your immune system went down. Yeah. I mean, anytime you're getting all this Asian shit over here, yeah. you never know. Exactly. First they sent us corona, <laughs> then they sent us Kawasaki, <laughs> then they sent us the fucking Asian murder hornets. What's next? I mean, honestly, like oh, yeah, smallpox? The, yeah, the Asian murder hornets, that, that story kind of fucking died. What happened to that? Well, that's because it's only the West Coast. Nobody goes the West yeah, The okay. media is driven by the East Coast, right? East Coast, So if, yeah. if the murder hornets were here, yeah. we'd be hearing about it nonstop. I mean, that's really how it goes. <laughs> There's a new plague hitting the Big Apple. The hornets yeah. have arrived. <laughs> that, you know, that's like why if any goes down in Washington State, everyone here is like, eh, yeah. you know, who cares? By the way, <laughs> speaking of Washington State, in King County, zero new COVID cases yeah, I did notice in that. In two yeah. months. Mm-hmm. Two months, there's no new COVID cases, folks. These so, numbers, none of them make sense. I mean, again, we're, we're getting, I think we're closer to the, uh, the, you know, close to the light at the end of the tunnel than, than, than the media lets on, obviously. So, I'm not going to say that this was a hoax, because it definitely wasn't a hoax. Well, there's some people who think that. It's there's getting, definitely yeah, some people who think it's that. It's not. I don't think it's a hoax. Do we kind of overreact think, to it? Yeah, I think I do did. think that we've been hoodwinked Yeah, here. I think we've been, yeah, I agree. Because there's clearly inconsistencies in a yeah. lot of this, and well, I think that that study from uh, that college in the UK was it the imperial um, the imperial imperial yeah. study that was bad, which pretty much predict predicted like Black Death two point yeah, a mini Black like two death. times the death of yeah. the Spanish flu. Freak, I mean, right would well, freak any government official out who's in charge with the safety and security of their country, mm-hmm. and I think we overreact, and then it, you know what. F- Two months later, well, there's just totally there's just total fake. conflicting information because you yeah. have that, but then you have like the WHO covering up for China. Yeah. You have we can't even get accurate yeah, numbers on can't. what the actual death no. rate is, and you have the media, which also is sending conflicting messages because CNN yeah. tries to say, "Oh, we're so serious about this. We're covering this for you." Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have Caitlin Collins, the Joker herself, that dumb. Has been oh yeah, I remember, I saw, in I the saw White this. House, yeah, right? Yeah. For the cameras, she puts on the mask. But as soon as the camera stopped rolling, or so she thought, yeah. she takes off the mask. Yeah, remember. If yeah. you were truly concerned, yeah, 
would you not be wearing yeah. mask from the second you're coming into the press briefing room yeah. till the second you're outside? Yeah. And you don't touch your f***ing mask. I don't even care if she took it off. You don't even touch the damn thing. No, I know. It's bullshit. And President Trump noticed this and tweeted on Sunday that Caitlyn yeah. Collins is a, quote, CNN faker. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I don't know. Yeah. The whole mask thing, too. Like, yeah. they all want to make it look good. But then the second that the cameras turn off, you see city officials and reporters all taking off the yeah. mask. Do we really need it? Yeah. I don't know. Well, then, and, and, then, and, and then there's stories of, you know, there, there's one woman who went to the grocery store who who cut a hole in the mask to put her nose in. Yeah. There's people touching did it. Did you see... I've seen guys see with the story? full-blown full beards, like Santa yeah, Claus beards no with the mask. The, the mask is ineffective. You've got to shave off that facial hair. I mean, beards like that are unsanitary yeah. anyway for regular germs, let yeah. alone coronavirus. But Although Cam Edwards would like, your, your beard is awesome. <laughs> yeah, I think he wants to shave it. Yeah. But the, the other thing is yeah. – they're all talking about, oh, you must wear masks, right? Masks are vital for public safety. Yeah. And basically bullying businesses into putting ironclad rules in effect of you must wear a mask to come into this store. Otherwise they boot you. But yeah. meanwhile, that's potentially driving people away, Yeah. right? Because Disney World, for example, is going to open mm -hmm. with a mandatory mask rule, right, in the 95-degree Florida humidity. People are not going to go solely because of that rule. For me, for example, you know, maybe I would think about going to a movie no, theater. No, 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 no. I would no, no, no. I'm saying I'm not going to go to a business where they force you to wear a mask. Yeah, that's not my deal. Like, yeah. the casinos now, where all these bullshit rules no, are putting into place, I, not going to go. Sorry, no, no. I was doing no, no to the whole the Disneyland mask rule. Ninety-five degree heat with a mask. Everyone's going to be touching, touching yeah. it and adjusting it. And they're all going to be passing out. The purpose, and then they're going to be touching other things. They're going to be touching the doors. They're going to be touching the rails. They're going to be touching. touching Did you everything. see the story of the lady who basically suffocated herself because she was wearing a mask in her own hot car and passed out and crashed the vehicle? Oh, I mean, like, come on, this is just totally yeah. ridiculous yeah. now. Like, did she have the air conditioning on? I don't know. But was she old? But it does create some of these old hard, people don't like the air conditioning. But the masks, if they don't have the respirator piece on it that yeah. lets the air out, yeah. they do create a carbon dioxide yeah. feedback loop, yeah. which could get bad. Yeah. I I don't know. There is And the, even then we were kinda like no masks and then Oh, here's the C D uh here's the Surgeon General Jerome showing you how to do a homemade mask with like a t shirt. Yeah. And now it's like you said, like no no nothing from who because who's compromised by China. It's like we're flying blind here. Yeah, that's the problem. We're flying blind. And, you know, I, I understand maybe better safe than sorry. I mean, I'm, ta I'm talking in terms of logic. Better safe than sorry with the whole lot. But at the same time, after three yeah. months, I think that if we're still flying blind, we just have to bite the bullet and let people go because we we can't. We have some guy in Boston who very much like Dave Portnoy, El Prez at Barstool, was like, this is my business. I'd rather get the disease. Right. I'd rather take my disease. chances. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're, they're, people are saying the exact same thing. And that's what I most people think. I empathize with them. I support them. And, you know, it's, it's, it, we have to reopen. We yeah. can't We can't have this anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and, and not just because me personally being tired of being cloistered inside. <laughs> yeah, keeping it on CNN real quick. So Jake Tapper, who we all know is a magnanimous piece of and trash really is sad he used to be good over when he was at abc news it used to be used, he used to be you used know to be very fair the, at abc the real news. question is what the hell happened to jake tapper i'll tell you what happened well he's on yeah he's yeah. sucking cnn's I think, every day uh, i think a certain uh, man named mary lucker <laughs> <laughs> jeff zucker yeah jeff zucker said um, uh you gotta be like this otherwise we're taking your show away 
which I, yeah. could, I could totally see that. So he complained this week that President Trump is launching an unprecedented smear campaign against rivals, which uh, he took issue with the fact of calling Joe Biden a pedophile, which he very clearly is factually a pedophile on videotape. He's handsy. What the, uh, yeah. I mean, you have videos of him groping 14-year-old girls. Yeah. What more do you need? This is just, okay. Okay, but anyway, yeah, the, the yeah, real yeah. reason I brought this yeah, up yeah, go for it. is now because Dana Lash, who we love, reminded Jake Tapper that his network, CNN, made her and Senator Marco Rubio a punching bag and basically fall people who didn't deserve it following the shooting in Parkland. Do you remember that? Uh, that was a North Korean kangaroo court. And they, tried, thought, they yeah. tried to make the sheriff into some hero. And it turned out incompetent piece. Turned out that he was really responsible yeah. for it, and it's convenient that Tapper forgets this because he also had an issue earlier this week mm-hmm. where he accused Senator Ron Johnson of saying something that he never said. Oh God! Chairman of the Homeland Security Committee, Ron Johnson, correctly told Jake Tapper on Sunday that the Russia collusion conspiracy theory was a hoax. Jake Tapper then accused Senator Johnson of saying Russia trying to interfere in the 2016 election was a hoax. Tapper said, Senator, it's not a hoax that the Russians attempted to interfere in the 2016 election. You know that. It's not a hoax. Johnson replied, the hoax is that there was collusion between the Trump campaign and Russia. The disinformation that Russia put into the 2016 campaign flowed through the Steele dossier and Hillary Clinton. No, I'm not denying that Russia tried to intervene in our election. They've been doing it probably since their founding. That's what they do. And obviously Tapper realized, said, quote, can we get back to unmasking? Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. It's it just totally not, ridiculous. Yeah, you know, again, if people think this is, like, really, like, nasty. I mean, you, this is not nasty. And then, I mean, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Well, then, no, no, no the, they think it's, they think this is nasty, even yeah. though they're the ones that truly yeah. brought it to this level. I mean, I mean, Pelosi's on TV yeah. last night calling Trump fat. Yeah. You want to talk about low? Yeah. I mean, like, I, I mean, president, you got nothing better. I mean, presidential candidates are calling each other's wives as hoe cakes. I mean, this is not, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is not. So then, yesterday, <laughs> President Trump launched the quote "Truth Over Facts" parody website, which, of course, these journalists who supposed to be covering the 2020 election immediately fell for this and said that oh, only someone like an authoritarian like President Trump can get away with this. Well, you know, if they actually did their jobs, they'd have realized that this was a quote from Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden was the one that says, we need truth over facts. Yeah. <laughs> and now the Trump campaign is putting out a video series exposing many of Joe Biden's gaffes on this website, Truth Over Facts. So go check that out. And, you know, apparently they just had no idea that this was a joke pointed at Joe Biden. I, I don't. Yeah. How do you not know that? Have. You're paid to cover this. That just shows you. Willful ignorance, man. Right. I was just willful about to say, that ignorance. just shows you how willfully ignorant they are. And they, that have, they, yeah. they may know it, but they'll pretend yeah. not to know it yeah. to make you think that they don't. But And there are also some whose instincts have completely been fried yep. by Trump. So there's, there's that as well. But. Yeah. And uh, as we mentioned earlier, the good news of the day, uh, the crowd cheering when New Jersey police refused to cite violators of the governor's unconstitutional lockdown order – um, basically they said, you're all here in violation of the governor's order, but have a tremendous day. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you later. Yeah. Be safe. And, yeah. uh, this gym opened up and they opened up for the first time in two months and entry was limited to only members, a maximum of 44 at a time and strict social distancing wow. and sanitation guidelines. But is this place. like a gold gym? 
Uh, 44 a, people it, is a lot. It's a pretty big gym. It's a local gym. Though. Oh, it's okay. not a chain. Oh, it's not a chain. Okay. Uh, well, I, I wish him the best. But this is good that the, the local law enforcement officers yeah. didn't overreact yeah. because we've seen overreactions happen. Yeah. Uh, and But, of course, the New Jersey governor, Phil Murphy, goes full dictator after this defiant video surfaced online. Uh, he's now levying new threats against citizens who dare to defy his orders, as he says. And uh, he's warning that more enforcement will be brought in if gym owners dare to open their businesses back up. Okay, well, okay what does that mean? The state police, National Guard? I guess. <laughs> I mean... And he, here's what he said. It's very actually chilling what he said. He said, quote, I'm not concerned it will spiral out of control and we will take action. If you show up at that gym again tomorrow, there's going to be a different reality than showing up today. These aren't just words. We've got to enforce this, but I also don't want to start World War III. Well, oh my God! I mean, he this could try. Guy, this guy, he could try. You know, I'm actually not in favor of gyms opening right now because they are one of the least clean places possible. With everybody touching every single touch point in the gym, uh, there needs to be a new system figured out on how they're going to sanitize. I mean, they need to have like a ton of staff going around sanitizing nonstop. Um, that's one of those things that you can't really do social distancing like they can say oh we'll only let a certain cap of people in but you're still all touching the same equipment so that needs to be figured out same thing with the subways like how are you going to sanitize something like that yeah or trying to think of things that people like touch regularly they can't be done without touching like elevators like yeah elevator buttons issue gas pumps Um. issue the, like um, uh, the escalators, yeah, escalators. Everybody, credit touch, card processing machines, thing. credit yeah. card processing machines. Like yeah. all of those things are things that we need to figure out a new way of of sanitizing. Um, there's certain stuff that can be done yeah. without. Hey, there's measures. the uh, there's. Did you see that storm? There, there's a key. It's an made of antibacterial thing. They're and spending you, a lot of yeah. money on Facebook advertising. Yeah, and basically, it's like a, it looks like a key, folks. But you can touch things. You but can, I don't buy it, that. There's a latch to it where you can open the door. I still think good. the the metal itself gets exposed. Yeah, well, because yeah. there's no there's no permanent antibacterial. Uh, antibacterial. Yeah, right. That's probably true. Right. Like you could wipe it down yourself. Yeah. But you I don't do minimize. Contact. It definitely minimizes yeah. contact, but I had you, you got to wash that. I had thing, been though. minimizing contact anyway. Like I wasn't. Yeah. I was always one of the people that would like. Oh you know, yeah, you've always put been, my yeah. sleeve over my hand before I touch yeah. a doorknob or something during normal sick times. Yeah. Oh, for the our, our bathroom in the office, bro. I always, yeah. I always hit the handicap button. Oh, anytime there's the a handicap I'm touching, button, I'm not touching that. Automating that. That's what we should do. We should all have full automated doors all the time, all over the place, unless you have a security need, obviously, that yeah. you can't do that. Yeah. But there's no reason, you know, I should have to open the door to a local store, right? Like, that yeah. should open for yeah. me. So there's going to be a lot of things that I think are – that come out of That's this that good. are actually yeah. okay. Yeah. The one thing I noticed that people have stopped doing now that I actually appreciate is you no longer have to sign credit card slips. Yeah. You don't have to sign for yeah. that bullshit anymore. Yeah. So that's actually a positive development. Yeah. And there might be more, you know, people who do like the Apple Pay. Yeah. You know, that, you know, yep. you, you, you don't have to touch or anything. Um, right. I mean, right. now there's cybersecurity issues with that, so it's a whole other can of worms. Mm-hmm. But one other good thing now that comes from this is that I think Phil Murphy is going to be a one-term governor. People up with, there are pissed. With words like that. People up there are pissed. I mean, I agree. honestly, like, so like, we're, you're really going to, yeah, because the state police or National Guard or any other law enforcement agency really wants to bust open people, like, 
you know, pumping iron. Right. It doesn't Come make on. Sense. They don't want to do that. Shit. So, <laughs> um, I think he's finished. He should be finished. We'll see. The election's not this year; it's next year. So, I mean, well, hey, you know, politics. Long New Jersey memory. voters don't forget. No, I I'm know. Just saying, John Corzine shut down the government. In to that in the summer of 06, shut down the casinos for two weeks, mm-hmm. and that guess, was big. And guess what happened? Chris Christie won handedly. So that was big. And now yeah. the casinos are shut down for two months. It's been, yeah. and when they come back, they're going to be a shell of their former selves. I mean, yeah. who's going to want to go? Not me. No, I don't know. I, I just, oh uh, talk about yeah. You want to talk, talk about touch? You touch all the f-ing casino, right? The f-ing slot machines, the cards, mm-hmm. the chips. Mm-hmm. <gasps> I don't know. <gasps> I don't know. It's all it's all going to be interesting to see how this flushes out. I mean, we have to evolve as a society, but I also think that we need the fucking numbers. It all comes back to that: is we need the numbers. Yeah. If this if this is on par with the seasonal flu, like yeah, it sucks. A lot of people die from the flu, and this is only going to, you know, double that number for seasonal flu deaths. But I don't know how long can this survive. I don't think it could survive much longer Not much like this. Longer. So, yeah. um, so, I mean. We're blessed to be able to continue our lives, but what, 80% of the country is not? For the vast majority of Americans, they are, they're treading water, uh, and it's, it's getting tougher and tougher out there. And for some, it's, it's, for some, they're, they're approaching dire, dire economic straits. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's. I mean, there's some people I want to see. Most I don't. So, you know, (laughs) I'm, I'm okay on that front, but I don't know. We, we got to get things moving in this country and. There's going to be consequences, but the consequences are just going to have to happen because we can't have 50, 60, 70 million people unemployed. No. We just can't. No. And that's the road that we're going down right yeah. now. Like, we'll, I don't know. It's just all one big cluster. But uh, thank you for being here yeah. with us. Yeah. Uh, listening to all of our episodes. We appreciate all of you. Of course, feel free to send us emails. Triggered at townhall.com. Uh, leave us your five-star ratings and reviews. Uh, thank you all for that, except for that one person who clearly can't stand uh, ho- comedy. <laughs> Someone wrote a review and they're like, you shouldn't curse so much. And I'm like, you. Lick my balls. Yeah, there you go. That's <laughs> that's the message of the day. But we love all of our dedicated Triggers fans. Thank you, of course, for tuning in. Follow us on Twitter at TriggerThM. You can email us or you can message us on our personal Twitters as well. We'll be back here on Thursday for another episode. and. Hopefully uh, getting towards this light at the end of the tunnel. See you then.